The Hawks were brave but ultimately bested by a slick Richmond outfit but with some promising signs from a few young players as well as finally being back at the G for some footy the defeat stung just that little bit less. There's lots to talk about here on the Hawk Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mason and joining me as always is my co-host and first up this week is a bit of housekeeping tiz. Yeah, pretty stunned with how many people came over and picked up a guide. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, a lot of familiar names from social media. Yeah, uh, who, I love who, that. I'm this, I'm that yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> exactly right. No, it's good to put some uh, faces to names and, and good to have a bit of a chat about well, all things Hawthorne and what we're expecting from the day. I think the prevailing feeling was, you know, it, it is Richmond. It's going to be a tough assignment for the lads, but how good is it to be back at the MCG? Making that walk down to gate five is, is what most people were doing there. And uh, I was stoked. Everyone we met was stoked. And it was just a really good vibe. It was. We hadn't been back at the G for ages. And Almost then, two years, Tiz. Then there was a moment where everyone seemed to keep walking past us. And then through the crowd emerged Stu with his two caramella koalas for us Incredible. and eight bucks for the guide. That is, that is going <laughs> above and beyond the call of duty. Uh, it was good energy. Got me back to my seat in the MCC. Yeah, we, we had Ash drop by as well. Ash Brown, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was uh, also flogging copies. He had a lot in his back. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly think acclaimed author Ashley Brown needs to be flogging copies of his book, no, which is sensational, he, by he the way. Was he was very kind. He, he came over and said, uh, supporting a couple of young writers, which is interesting. <laughs> It's incredibly flattering, but no, that that was um that was a good way to, to kick off the afternoon. It's not not quite where my afternoon began, if I'm honest. I, you know, Box Hill that was a closed session, right, or a closed practice match, I should say. But of course, Punt Road Oval has a big chain link fence, so I was one of the the few Hawthorne fans sort of crowded around there, looking for a, for a bit of a, a glimpse at what we could expect coming through, just in time to see over the other side of the ground, mm. uh, Denver Granger Barasco down with an injury. Yeah, so that was. <laughs> Tremendous timing. Well, I blame you then. Oh, yeah. I was the jinx, clearly. Um, Not, nothing to do with number six, the pick number six. Oh, don't even. Um, we haven't got any news on that yet, but uh, we hope for the best. And the club seems to be talking it down. They're talking about a hyperextension rather than ACL. Or... Well, he was kind of um, walk running on the sidelines to get off the ground. Okay. So I was like, well, if he's able to do that, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world but also i heard reports that he was sort of laughing and smiling after the match so you know if, if he's in good spirits that's got to count for something yeah but mitch lewis did well he kicked four the switch to mitch might be on sooner than anyone thinks he's banging down the door he's, he's put together two pretty good performances the last two weeks for box hill yeah so they finished 10 points below but then then the real thing kicked off ah yes it did yeah it's it went about the way we thought, right? It went to script. I mean, last year we beat them, of course, but in general, they've been doing that thing where they just all run through the middle of the ground and we're waiting to see, you know, who kicks the goal, right? Yeah, yeah. That wasn't what happened this time. We seemed to have a better game plan against them and it was the execution of the game plan that fell away. So as this team progresses and learns that game plan and, and learns when to push and went to pull back which is mm. honestly it, it felt like we were being toyed with at times by Richmond as they just sort of fell back behind the ball waited for us to make a mistake and then played through us fairly easily in yeah. the second half yeah that's how I'd characterize the experience of watching Hawthorne it was like they were 
toying with us a bit, but no. Well, they were just keeping their energy. You know, they were. They but, but that's but that's all they needed to do against a side that was all too happy to feed them the football. And Richmond don't need that service. They're good enough to win the footy themselves. But it's awful being on the other side of that 2015. Like it, it is, isn't it? Yeah, because you know they have to slip up for you to have a chance here. Yeah. It's true, it's true. And occasionally they did, but that, that first quarter it was like just you could you could sense the gulf of class and polish between the two sides. Now that's usually there. That's usually that's been there the last few times. But this time the game plan looked much better to what we're used to. And well, I thought that uh, playing Burgoyne on <laughs> mm. Dusty at the contest yeah. was interesting. That is the word for it, isn't it? It is interesting. I mean it wasn't. It didn't end up being the worst thing in the world. Well, he had 18 to half time, Nick. I'm not sure that you'd say it worked. I don't think it was the reason Hawthorne lost, put it that way. Yeah, well, it didn't help. No, like, it didn't help, wasn't the worst thing in the world. We, you know, end up in the middle somewhere. But, like, is that, you know, two weeks in a row for Burgoyne? Are we giving him a rest now? Oh, no, if he can. No, 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 no. Oh, he'll be great against Geelong, I think, don't you? I mean... Still need him. Uh, his quality here, for me, is not in question. But, I mean, how consistently are we going to play him this year? Until he gets to the 400? What, are we going to play all 11 games in a row? Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. then do we take him out of the team? I think something like that will, will happen, because you want him to get there as quickly as possible. Yeah, I suppose so. I see merit in that. Um, who did you like? Daniel Howe. Leading with Daniel Howe, Nick. So frustrating. Because he didn't have a terrible game yesterday. It was a yo-yoing sort of effort. Don't you, don't you feel? I thought that when he was behind the ball, he was pretty good. 76 disposal efficiency, 300 metres gained, 21 touches, 7 contested, 16 uncontested. I thought his big frame actually won us the ball a few times. It did. It did. He had some good moments. He had some absolute shockers. Yeah. And I was left at the, end of the, at the final siren thinking, okay, well... He probably stays in the side. He sort of masks his maturity with a couple of those mm. bad decisions. Yes, he does. It's a yeah. bit like Hanrahan up the other end. He takes some bad options. Yeah, absolutely. Well, since you mentioned him, what about Hanrahan? What about him? He's uh, That's <laughs> two games he'd be unhappy with, I imagine. I think so, yeah. He's uh, he's running around out there a little bit anonymous at the moment. Not a tackle yesterday. Three yeah, scoring bad. involvements. He had one assist. But uh, he had a shot on goal, which he probably should have nailed. So, a yep. little bit frustrating for Hanrahan. Unfortunately for Hanrahan as well, you've got Tyler Brockman running around down there, who's looking a million bucks. <laughs> he is I leading mean... the goal kicking for the club. Oh, really? And, uh, <laughs> yes, he is, yeah. He's, uh, he's looking great. but uh, Just a complete natural. Ten uncontested possessions. And, uh, you know, I don't think he had that many tackles himself. Yeah, he only had one. They seem to have a lot of room for themselves in the back line. Well, there were so many occasions where Richmond would just reel in an intercept mark and then they'd pump it out, out of the uh, defensive 50 again. There was no opportunity to tackle them because they'd win the ball with a mark. So, I mean, Brockman had eight marks and I think Hanrahan had five. Mm. So they're getting the ball mm-hmm. they're, uh, and they're getting it. But they're just, it's a, it's a golfing class in how they use it, I think. Now, speaking of marks, and speaking of how you use the footy, a mm. little bit of a surprise, this one. Who do you think led the way for marks? I think of both clubs, actually. Oh, I 
Don't, not really you're scanning sure. your screen. You're not sure which name to is settle it, is on. Is it Daniel Howe? No, it's not Daniel Howe. Is it? Is it Hardwick? It is Hardwick. Yeah. 15 marks. I've got to say, our intercepts were very good. That yeah. part of the game, we have really improved. Yeah. Thank, thanks mainly to GF, who seems to be <sighs> yeah. wow. an, an idiot savant at these kind of things. But L- Let's get to CJ in a second. What did you make of Hardwick's game? Because be- I, I Best did, on ground for us? Yeah, I did feel that he was everywhere. Apart from Tom? Yeah, you like Tom Mitchell's game? Oh, yeah, God. The guy Assume you don't mean Phillips. The guy didn't... No, I do not mean Phillips. Tom <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mitchell, he didn't stop, did he? Against one yeah. of the best midfields... In the competition. Yes, yeah. De- definitely the midfield unit was outclassed, but he was relentless in his effort all the same. I was surprised just how badly we were outclassed in the ruck, though. Yeah, yeah, um, a little concerning. Nan Curvis had just... Anyway. <laughs> Hardwick. So I think he turned in his usual disposal efficiency. I think 83% or something like that. Yeah, 500 metres gained, exactly. So... That's a big effort. Best game and, for the club, maybe? And in the absence of, of Will Day, mm. um, who was monstered um, yes. ceremoniously. Yeah. Bloody Josh Caddy. Was it Caddy, was yeah. it? I hate that guy. Anyway, it doesn't look to be a serious injury, does it, for Will Day? Well, as we're recording this, and that's the another bit of housekeeping we should have got to, it's, it's Monday morning. Like first thing Monday morning, so by the time you listen to this... There might be further updates to it, but uh, ankle, yeah. yeah, ankle injury. Clarko didn't really have a ballpark for for how long they expect because it was way too early to say. What do we have to say about the forward line structure? It needs a little something, doesn't it? Needs a third tall. <laughs> it needs to switch to Mitch. Yeah, well, the Segler drifting forward wasn't working yesterday. No, no. Uh, McAvoy drifted back mm. more than he drifted forward. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it does it does look like they need another option. To kick long to. I thought Cozzy did really well, actually. He was serviceable enough. I mean, Cozzy's about where you'd expect a um, second game player to be. Yeah. Your second game at the level. Um, I thought he chipped in okay. O'Brien... Kicked his first goal. That was a good moment. Very much enjoyed that. And uh, that, nearly, that... Nearly got another. Yes. That came at a time, his first goal, where I think the, the previous few minutes before that, he was presenting well. He was looking dangerous, and I think... That's Love, a, a lovely a, pass from Warple. Yes, yes, it was. We'll get to Warple in a sec. But uh, yeah, Cozzy's goal, I think, any first goal, any first career goal for a player, they can be proud of. That's a big moment for them. It's a big milestone. But I think the way he was presenting, it was really a lot of reward for his, for his effort, basically, at that point. And so I was very pleased with that. Um, what do you make of O'Brien? Because I didn't think yesterday was um, a typically hit or miss game from O'Brien. He didn't frustrate me like normal. I don't know if that was your experience. Well, I mean, he didn't frustrate you because he didn't seem to have many clean opportunities. Yes. Uh, I thought he was well handled. Yeah, he was. I thought his man was probably one of the better men on the ground, Bolter. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is the thing. When you win the match for your team the week before, the opposition is bound to put some work into you. Is that what you think happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they talked about O'Brien that yeah, much. Yeah, they just put him at the top of the list, did they? This is who we need to stop. Yeah. Timmy. One name on the whiteboard. Tim O'Brien. Yeah, well, I imagine if you if you are playing Hawthorne, you just go, all right, someone man up on the 23 all day. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's been on the whiteboard for oh, decades <laughs> when it comes to Hawthorne. Stop 23. <laughs> 
Uh, Tom Phillips got a lot of the ball, but uh, disposal efficiency forty six percent. So yeah, yeah. no didn't... point getting that much of the ball if you're going to burn it. Well, second. I mean, he got he only got twenty meters less than uh, Blake Hardwick. So tell it, me about it... that stat though. You're getting meters gained, but if you're pumping the ball and it's not going to anyone, if it's not ending up with the team, then who cares, right? No, I, I still acknowledge it because oh, yeah, I guess because that's how you win a match. Well, not against gaining, Richmond. Gaining ground. Not against Richmond, not yesterday. Richmond are far too good at uh, mopping up, basically. When yeah. It, when it got messy for us, they were far too clean. and uh, The slingshot's extraordinary. It's very good to watch. I mean, it's reminiscent of the team. I don't like watching it. Because <laughs> it's not Because there's no finishing at the other end. It's like... No, I, I would say it's reminiscent of like how we move the ball in full flight sometimes. Lovely, cynical football. <laughs> Well, it gets the job done. It does. Can't really complain. Although I've got to say, they weren't as impressive as they ordinarily are. No, that third quarter in particular became a uh, pretty good tug of war. It was an engrossing contest. So you've got to say that a lot of these guys would have learned a hell of a lot about the standards that are needed mm. and um, oh, just the concentration required for long yeah, periods of I, the game. I was going to say the focus is a big key there. Uh, Impy. Mm. Had, him in, had him in the gun last week. Yep. Returns with uh, 95% disposal efficiency. About 22 touches, was it? Yes, and uh, three tackles. Mm-hmm. Only Dylan Moore had more tackles with five. Okay. So it was a strange game in that uh, there wasn't a lot of tackling. Yeah, yeah. That, that number five is extraordinarily low, right? Yeah, there's a lot of corralling and trying to limit people's options, but the... Mm. The ball moved very quickly. So we got mentioned before, uh, there's one player I do want to talk about, uh, CJ. Need to talk about CJ. I was sitting in M13, level one. Uh, there was a bay next to me, to my right, where on two separate occasions, a very loud chant for CJ specifically went up mid-play. Did he have it? He was doing some brilliant things. I think right. it was the third quarter. Right. He earned it, absolutely. He was having a wonderful game, and I just... Um, that doesn't really happen, Tiz, in AFL. That kind of very specific focused fandom. Just, it really doesn't happen unless someone kicks a goal. That's, that's just not how our game works with our supporters. So that was pretty cool to hear. And I hope it gave, I hope you heard it. So it was, it was spontaneous. Um, he was doing some good intercept stuff in the No, back. but it was spontaneous from the crowd. What was it? Just a yeah. CJ and... Yeah, CJ. Clap, 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 CJ. Yeah, and it happened okay. twice. Well, he's going to become a, a very important member of this side. Mm. They can build off his attacking prowess from the back line. Yeah, still, like I tweeted at the time, rough around the edges, but how can you not like the way he goes about it? He seems desperate for the footy. Someone teach him to kick a torp on the run. Please. Yes, yes. That's the next phase. Just get Luke Hodge back to the club. <laughs> they were incredible, those talks. I reckon CJ and Sam Frost gave us a lot off the off the uh, the halfback. Well, uh, Sam Frost, I think there was one stage uh, he just turned the ball, he intercepted the ball, brought it to ground, kept running, mm. and then all the Richmond players had pushed forward. Yeah. And uh, we got an easy goal out the back. Yeah. But th- that's what will happen. Uh, Frostball's going to bamboozle you. 
It was incredible. They they didn't. (laughs) It was just so quick they didn't realise. No one suspects it. (laughs) What did you think of Jager? He um, he frustrated me yesterday. Yeah, Jager frustrated me. Just seemed to be outworked. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really have a massive say on the outcome, I think. It didn't really seem to... He didn't really seem to impact for us positively in many great ways. Hardigan looked comfortable. Yeah. Bloody hell, I tweeted this right. Once Hardigan was like right in front of me, like on the pocket, Yeah, he is huge. It's downright scary he to ta- play on, I reckon. I think he tackled Jack or someone yesterday and he just monstered him. It was great to see. Well, in that moment where he was in front of me, he was um, he was chasing, obviously, and a Richmond bloke was hit up on a lead. And Kyle, with his momentum, just barreled into him. I'm like, bloody hell, that would hurt. Well done, Kyle. Yeah, well done. Probably a bit lucky not to get a 50, but anyway. <laughs> I still, when you say barreled into him, I still recall uh, good old Lakey with the forearm through yes. the back of... The scone or someone uh, who's back and playing and it's quite good to see. But It's good for footy, Lance Franklin, being back. Yeah. Didn't realise that uh, he wasn't a father last time he played footy. That's, that's interesting. That's insane. I was about to say, that's an insane stat. It's a long so time. Just, what is that? A contested possession? Or... <laughs> Heavily contested. No. Uh... <laughs> uh... All right. Well... Is there much more to say about the game? I, I, it was a little bit frustrating that Richmond kept us at arm's length. Every time we kicked a goal, the immediate reply came through and, you know, put us back at a, at a four-goal four margin or so. That was... I mean, you, you expect that of a top-of-the-table team. They're, they're going to quite comfortably just keep us at an arm's length and, and do what they need to do. That's exactly what Richmond did. I don't think it was a, it was a superb performance by any measure by them. Um, and I think that we... Could have been closer. We let ourselves down pretty frequently. I'm, I'm glad that we went sort of toe-to-toe with them and got under five goals by the final siren. Yeah, I was hoping for a 20-point margin. Yeah. But uh, they just fell away in the last... I mean, are any defeats honourable? Yeah. Yeah, they are. I think by that margin? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think this is okay. I hope they're not saying this is okay at the club. Well, yeah, well, that I mean, that's privilege for us as fans. Right. We're able okay. to just go, okay, well, that was acceptable, I we, suppose. We did beat them last year pretty convincingly. Yeah. I they had that. a couple out, though. Yeah, I, I, d- I don't think they had Dusty for a start. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that might be a difference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but, but this really does set us up well for the Geelong clash, don't you think? Because this was mm. high level, high level footy. Yeah. And to meet. Essendon, who were not... Indicative? Well, I mean, it just doesn't give you any confidence when what happened against them at Port. They'd looked absolutely shot, but they did have a few injuries throughout the match. I mean, you've got to love that for Essendon, don't you? I mean, two consecutive weeks they've been pumped in, well, inside one quarter by about seven or eight goals. Well, actually, I thought, because um, you were at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yes. The international very, very in pointed, italics. Pointed emphasis on international. There are some international yeah, acts, well, but not many. They've put out a cease and desist letter to Essendon, haven't they? They're, uh, <laughs> taking prime time comedy away from the. <laughs> there's a uh, you know just to add salt into the wounds. I believe there's a comedian at the moment playing at Trades Hall. I think her name is Kit Richards who's actually doing a show about the Essendon supplement saga. Is that right? I think so, I yeah. think I need to see this. Yeah, let's go. 
Oh, there's there's a comedy festival plug for you folks. Yeah, we won't get in there. Okay. <laughs> Is she any good though? I haven't seen it before, oh, if I'm God, honest. Sorry. Yeah. It was a show that was meant to happen last year, but with the whole, you know, everything. Uh, now it's back this year, but I'd be interested to see it. Anyway, um, so you're saying that Essendon, you know, that game wasn't perhaps indicative of where we're at? And that, that, and that was, I feel, why we were so poor to begin with, because we just right. weren't up to the the pace of the, the game. But the pace that we'll have in store for Geelong will mm. be pretty good. They're not convincing at all. They should have lost two in a row. Yeah, We could absolutely. be putting their season to the sword on the Monday, and we probably will. Yeah, I look forward to it. They uh, do, of course, have the benefit of having played two days earlier than this, just like Richmond did. Yeah. It's funny how that works, eh? I mean, not only do we have a... City a Hall pre- ain't making it easy. No, that's right. A rough fixture first up on all conceivable fronts. We've even got a shorter break again. Um... What did you think of the, the free kick, or the non-call, as it were, that effectively decided the game for the Cats? Oh, well, look, we all make mistakes. Oh. <laughs> None of the people on that pitch are ever 100% without fault. They're not gods, Tiz. They're not, no. <laughs> and as a result, they should be heavily criticised because it's not blasphemous. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that's one of the, the worst ones I've seen. It's awful. That's Pretty- a non-decision. Like, it's clearly holding the ball. There's three guys out there. Yeah. And they have the television viewing. So... So this is a professional sport without any ability to correct bad decisions. That's what we're just going along with now. So what are you suggesting? There should be a challenge system in place? Oh, how good would that be? Well, I think it'd be massively problematic for the game. Give Clarko a button in the box... It just, the whole stadium, all the lights change and a big <laughs> siren comes on. It's like, yeah. and then it's got to be a very specific siren. Otherwise you will scare people. And then, and then all the lights come into the center of the ground, <laughs> like a circus, basically what they've turned it into. And, uh, <laughs> and then up on the screen, we go through the motions and, uh, you know, I mean, this is a game that they want to move quicker. Like no, they, they don't. They've pushed out the time after a goal to facilitate advertisements. Yeah, I know. Isn't, isn't that... It's almost like that's the point. Yeah. Because they want the gameplay to be quicker, but when it's time for the ads... Yeah. <laughs> we want more goals. Gee, I wonder why. Mm. I wonder what could be influencing that decision. Oh, the game looks better. The game looks better. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it does. Anyway, getting a little bit cynical ourselves over there. Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's nothing we haven't said before. I feel, I feel it's warranted. Um, so the thing about that, uh, the Geelong non-call at the end of that game, I was working at the comedy festival at the time, wasn't checking my phone, came out and I was like, oh, I wonder, wonder what happened with the footy. The first thing I see is like a barrage of tweets being like, that is the worst, that was horrible. I'm like, oh, geez, something's happened. I watched the footage and I promptly joined the chorus of <laughs> just bemoaning that it was it was absolutely awful. And, and I did see some people, on the contrary, say that, well, you know, Brisbane did have the whole game. They had plenty of chances themselves. They had the whole game and plenty of chances. To which I would say, yeah, and they had one more chance and they, they were robbed. They had a chance in front of goal to win the game. And it was just completely robbed. And not only that, I saw the footage of uh, Guthrie handing Selwood the ball. So anyway, I know we're getting off Hawthorne. I thought you were going to do. I thought you were going to talk about uh, Charlie's mark. 
which he held about four or five times longer than Gary Ablett's Mark of the Century. <laughs> Not paid. Not paid. Anyway, I know we're getting off Hawthorne stuff. This is all to say that I think we're in agreement here on the Hawk Talk podcast that maybe Geelong aren't much chop. And what they are going to be is minus Gary Rowan and minus Patrick Dangerfield. And I've put up a, a little uh, poll which says what happens in the next games with the umpires because uh, are they going to be looked after again? You know, do you double down as an umpire? <laughs> do you go like, nah, that's just how it is, guys? Or do you pull back on giving the, the mm. ducking freeze? Mm. All that kind of stuff. It, it will be interesting to see what they do, Nick. But I can hear it already. Cameron Ling in the commentary going on now. Look, look, they're being victimised because they got that that the rub of the green in that last game and they're not going to get any free kicks this game. Well, good. Can't wait for that comment. Wait for that. That'll be great. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I but, mean, the comment will probably happen. The comment will happen. But it'll be completely detached from reality. <laughs> it, they're talking about Cameron Ling, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think the tactics will be? There'll be a change-up. Scrimshaw came in mm. last, looked looked fine. Yep. Looked like he belonged. Yeah, slotted in just fine. Looked a little bit slow off the mark, but uh, had to find the pace of the game. Well, that's it. I think that's, that's the contributing factor there. You're just slotting into a game where it's like you have to find your rhythm. So uh, I don't worry about that at all. You think Morris will... Uh come in for maybe I mean, Hanrahan or yeah yeah perhaps I, I half expected Morris to actually be the medical sub just because I thought he was more of an impact player and well do you think Wingard's good to go well yeah we're, we're missing this the game yesterday we were like you couldn't help but think what Wingard might have added Gunston yeah Gunston too when we're lacking a, a really consistent and strong forward target so I mean Gunston's not in the frame for a bit yet but I don't know about Wingard we'll have to have to see what news comes through about him. Is he available this week? Or I hope so. He's been rumoured to be available this week. So Right, okay. Um, oh, it's going to be a good clash. Should be a good clash. Ge- Spiteful clash. Geelong's defence doesn't look too good. No. Even down at their home ground, you know, and they usually play that very, very well. Mm. So Easter Monday, I'd have to tell you to get there. I feel like I have to tell you to go. Because yesterday I looked at the member section of the MCG and there's almost no one. But people are telling me that's the Ticketek thing. Yeah. They're yeah. giving out tickets in the upper levels mm-hmm. and not in the lower levels. So everyone's sitting together at the back. Yeah. And no one's sitting in the rest. Is that what's happening? I was a little frustrated yesterday. Where's the sense in that? Yeah, I'm not sure. Because um, not only was it our members that were empty, the Richmond members behind the yeah, goal, apart from right, the cheer yeah. squad, there was no one there. Yes. 41,000 yeah. in total. A little bit demoralising, I would have thought, after all that time away from the G. I wasn't aware of the attendance figures till just right that second, so uh, I was curious, didn't look it up. Um, okay, that I, I wasn't seriously expecting 70,000, but, you know, maybe a bit more than, than 40k would have been good. I thought 50 would have been the mark. Yeah. People are staying away, Nick. I think that's pretty obvious. And why they're staying away? They don't get their seats. Mm. Uh, they don't know what they're allowed to do. I know it's a lot of people who were older than I am yeah. uh, struggling with the QR thing. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. um, certainly the crowd management outside the ground was not great. Yeah, I'd say my experience of the footy was worse this week than what it was at Marvel, which mm. is surprising to everyone, I'm sure. Um, one thing that I was kind of blindsided, and I use the word blind very pointedly, 
by yesterday was uh, Sitting in the Sun. Oh, Which right. I have not done at the footy maybe in like two decades. So that's what that glow is. A bit of a tan. <laughs> yeah, but not, not quite the uh, Casper complexion today. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it was a bit of a rude awakening. And uh, I was boiling within about five minutes. Yep. And I got up out of my seat and I went to the guy at the aisle and I said, there's no standing room, is there? There's none. They've, they've taken it all away. It's like, no, nah, there's no standing room. I'm like, what am I going to do, Tiz? What am I going to do? So I did mi- you just go downstairs and sit in the back or something? I, I actually asked him. I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's very hot. It's hotter than I thought it would be. And I just have the sun beaming down on me. What would you suggest? Like, what can I do? He's like, buy a cap. What? <laughs> and I said, and look. I knew that was going to be the response, so I wasn't annoyed. I just laughed. I was like, yeah, it's probably the best thing to do, eh? So I literally bought a Hawthorne cap. I had no choice. I couldn't just sit in the sun and get sunburned all day. So I made a quick five minutes before the first bounce purchase of a cap. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, come on. I just, it's not my favourite. And it's made me wary. I don't want to sit in the sun next week. Okay, so... Mind you, I'll not de- only COVID, but uh, the sun <laughs> is going to pe- keep people away from. We'll add that to the list. I'll definitely be going to the footy next week. I just, you know, there were, se- there were seats for days behind me of people sitting like under the stand in the cool shade. I was this like, is just a, oh, I miss this is just room. a subtle request to join me on oh, the other the side of the ground. Oh, geez, they have it good there. <laughs> oh, the other side of it's so good. <laughs> God, I got charged through the nose after last week from a pie. I had appetite for another. Yeah. And, uh, ooh. Oh, it's because there were like $2 at Marvel Stadium, right? They were. Yeah. yeah I could have got three for the, at Marvel for the same. For the same. <laughs> Look, it, it was um, it was good to be back. I, I adjusted to the conditions. I did think at one point that Hawthorne played the, the 2015 Grand Final in what, like 32, 33 degree heat. It was the hottest grand final on record. I thought, suck it up, watch your team, enjoy it. And I did. I, I did. cannot wait for the day that you can request, like a cinema. <laughs> a recliner. Just, no, you just go out there and they replay a grand final for you, but with holograms. Oh, right. Yeah. going to be amazing. I mean, there'd have to be sponsored content in those holograms and ads. Yeah. Maybe it's an in-house service. You're just at home and you lay out a little felt tablecloth with a G and then the holograms, <laughs> off they go. So effectively, um, test match, the game test match. Yeah. <laughs> but it's football. Yep. With holograms. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what can I say? It's just a, a shame that you've shared it on the podcast. Oh, know. I have no ability to get to that tech. So Okay. So I won't bother cutting this out. No. No. <laughs> So how do you rate our chances? Hawthorne's chances against Oh, very good. Geelong. Very good. Yeah, I'm feeling confident about it. Um, Unless Cameron returns. Is that a chance? I thought he was one more week out. Oh, good. Excellent. I don't know. We'll have no, to look that no up. No Rowan. No Dangerfield. No Cameron. Yeah, Beautiful. Starts looking pretty good then. Bit lucky. Yeah. Well, you know, need a bit of luck with a fixture like this, don't you? So... <laughs> What changes do you make? Do you swing any changes yourself? I see Nashi got, I think, a couple of goals. He got one. I got one. Yeah, he got one. Okay. Mm. I did, that wasn't a setup, by the way. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, do you, do you make many changes to this side? Yeah, I think you're making changes now. 
Uh, although Clarko won't make many. He'll just bring in players. I think Hanrahan will probably drop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Warple, in his 50th game, had a bit of a quiet day. Yeah. But his disposal efficiency was far higher than it was the week before, so he corrected that. That's true. Um, Luke Bruce looks ready to explode if he gets some opportunities. Yeah. But he's just... The ball's going around him at the moment. It is. It is. I, I don't think... You know, he's two games so far this year that he hasn't been terrible by any measure, but I think you're right. It's just he's not finding the footy in quite the same way. It's not being delivered to him in quite the same way. So still bobbed up with two goals. Mm. So, I mean, he's, he's putting in his usual output I mean, that's, in, in that, that regard on the scoreboard. Exactly. That's two goals from 10 possessions and yeah. no possessions in the third. And yesterday I saw a team or an intelligence between the players that I didn't think was there. Uh, they settled on their plan and they tried to execute it the whole day until the last quarter or late in the last quarter. Mm. And I thought that they were very, very uh, self-controlled in trying to do that. And I was impressed as a unit how much they kept to the plan and how determined they were to, you know, compete in that way. They uh... They, They didn't drop their bundle at any point, did they? I mean, a bottom four side typically might be blown away at some point in that game. Mm. Um, instead, it was it felt very much like, I don't know, it was... Eight shots to two in that first quarter. Yeah. Could have easily yeah. been much, much worse. Yeah, definitely. But they kept their head down and, and kept attacking. Yeah, put in, did the work to, to mitigate the damage. And I think that holds us in pretty good stead. I mean, this this is... In terms Natural of, improvement in this lineup is going to make this team a lot better. Yeah, in terms by of... By the end of the year... And certainly at the start of next year. Yeah, these are good signs for a, for a team that's uh, embarking on a build back to contendership. I mean, it's, put it this way. We saw one of the worst Adelaide sides, perhaps the worst we ever saw last year, and they were very, very bad, and they were getting absolutely dismantled. Not quite happening to us at the moment. No, well, it's, it's early days. Um, it is, it is. I'm just liking what I'm seeing. I also like the fact we have a fair bit of cash to uh, splash mm, mm. at the end of the year. But who, so, would you, who would you splash it on, is the point? Um, well, Grundy looks awful, doesn't he? Perhaps we could get him at half price. <laughs> Do we have that sort of money? At half price, probably. Yeah. I mean, what's this, two years into a seven-year deal? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Do us a favour, old mate, eh? <laughs> Uh, no, it's uh, that's what I think about when I'm watching the other teams. Whose contract's up? It's just hard. If you're still in that rebuilding phase, or they see you as in that rebuilding phase to bring those talents in. Mm. GWS look like might put an on-sale sign on the club at the yep. end of the year. So, yep. mm, interesting stuff. Now, we've left this till last, mm. but... The Don't Argue on Dusty from CJ. Oh, of course. That's something we didn't discuss earlier. Need to talk about that. What on earth? (laughs) That sums it up nicely. That was incredible. That is a young player brimming with confidence that I don't... Does he even see that it's Dusty? He just does it. Who cares? Yeah. Exactly. It was brilliant. Who's Dusty? (laughs) And Dusty didn't. He just kept playing. He didn't even bother running after CJ, did he? He just tried to go to the next contest. I mean, which was you? interesting. I've not not many players could catch CJ. I reckon when he's in full flight, he's very exciting, Nick. I'm very much enjoying 
his journey. And I, I have done for, I think he's been four years on the list. And uh, his story is unfolding, and it's it's a very good one. It's a very exciting one to watch. Are we putting a cap on him yet? No, no. I just part of the reason why it's so good is from the practice match against the Bulldogs to even this week against Richmond. The improvement week by week is so obvious, and that is something to be you know, very buoyed by. I think uh, you just at this stage. The idea of not having him in the 22 it would be ludicrous. Like, of course you play him. And that's that's a good sign. You've, you've in, t- in terms of fitting together that jigsaw, you've already got one piece. Yeah. And now we've got Scrimshaw back in for Will Day. Yeah. And, I, I, uh, I would to... have loved to have seen the three of them together in the one team, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. But didn't happen. Mm. But that'll happen. I look forward to seeing what... Um, Scrimshaw can continue to produce at the level. It feels like it's been a little while, and I don't think we can we can go off yesterday, his brief appearance. Now, did you, in fact, do Mason's multi? I did. And how did it go? I'm going to throw it back to you. How do you think it went? When Did, did you, you lose on Friday when night? When do you think it fell apart? Friday night. No. Thursday night? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I did... I think, uh, I think I left it in last week. I did what was discussed. And classic. I, and I, I put, instead of $1, because I missed round one, mm. so I put on $2. And lost them. And I lost it immediately because I yep. took Carlton. Brilliant. It turns out that Carlton are the team that always let me down. <laughs> um, so they should probably rewrite that club song. I always yell it out. How was your, your time back at the footy? I know we're wrapping up now, but how did you enjoy being back at the footy? It was... Uh, I walked away from that from that game. I walked away from the ground feeling fairly satisfied, in spite of the loss with what I'd seen from Hawthorne. But overall, a feeling of I just love being back here. I yeah. love that I can go. The see roar the of the crowd is terrific. Yeah, absolutely. So, did you have yourself a good day? Yeah, I did. Yeah, weather turned up. Wonderful yes. day. Yep. Could have been better, of course, but we'll leave that to Easter Monday. The resurrection of Hawthorne, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to see steady improvement across the weeks. We've got a very tough early fixture. Get through this, we could see some real delight at the other end. I, I had a Judas joke, but um, I'm sure everyone at home can like put that together with Geelong anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's evolved from name redacted to, no, we've assigned him a name now, Judas. No. It's, <laughs> look, he did it. It, it's so ridiculous. You can't. The guy was fantastic for us. He's gone there for a retirement, just like a lot of other players, and you can't really deny him. Still winning games for Geelong. Yeah, well, <laughs> it wouldn't have been a win. It shouldn't have been a win. Uh, no, everyone knows who we're talking about. I still point. like Smithy. I still like Smithy too. I'm still a fan. It's a damn shame. But if I'm honest... If he has a shot for goal, you're allowed to boo him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, of but, course you uh, well, you boo anyone. Not, for... his, not his first touch. <laughs> You boo anyone in an opposition team having a shot for goal, right? That's just... Fair enough. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty par for the course. Everyone There's only that. one bloke you can't boo. And who's that? Bruce. Yeah, it doesn't work, does it? No. <laughs> it's just encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's already gone through the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's standing there on the field like, they like me, they really like me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that'll do it for I us I would here. like to do that. I'd like to ask a few players, what would they love to hear on oh, the ground? Because when you say CJ would have heard that, I bet he did. And I bet he, he loved was it. right in the same pocket where mm. those chants were coming from. And it was not 
it was not uh kanga 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 roo 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 a few you know a few people around a dinner table like it was a, a, almost the entire bay it sounded like doing this chant so brings me back to those Cyril days yes yeah that's kind of what it's like yeah it like I said before, it's just... If they'd given that norm to someone else. Oh, oh writing. <laughs> it, but yeah, ours is not a game where you just have those spontaneous chants for specific players. So when it happens, it feels very special. When it is about Rioli, you know, the Cyril chant goes up. You know something special is happening out there. Um, and then, you know, not that it's quite on the same level. It's just a home and away game and a young player just playing his trade. I thought it was very special for CJ to have that moment, and, and I hope he heard it. It seems like he would have. Um, but that, that'll be it for this week, mate. I think we've exhausted everything we can say about this one game. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit bit saddened by Will Day, but in terms of the whole team, they look like they're progressing quite nicely. Right, we better get to some social stuff now. Um, Apple Podcasts, if you do like the show, if you, you enjoy what we do here at the Hawk Talk Podcast, you can jump on to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us there. Um, we, I don't think we've had a follow-up to, to last week's essay, but uh, you don't need to do that. You don't need to Please write. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was extraordinary, but yeah, you, you don't need to go to those lengths. So jump on there, rate and review us. We're on uh, Facebook as well, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash hawktalkpod. That's where we uh, keep the conversation going most regularly if you want to interact with us there. And uh, Patreon is a big one for us, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. If you, in very real terms, want to support the show and uh, become a subscriber, whatever tier you like, if you jump on there, uh, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod, you can look at your options and uh, we'd love to have you aboard. Can I suggest Jolly Mont Station this week? Um, as we can probably avoid the scowls we got last week. <laughs> uh, you know what's interesting about that as well? Richmond is... Station, probably a poor choice, come to think of it. All right, so you're saying you want to get back out there with the, with the guys that we have left. Are we doing another run? Like, what's... Uh-huh. Okay, well, we'll work that... Hey, if it sells like hotcakes, we might have to. So there's your <laughs> impetus. Get out and uh, we'll release details again. Uh, of where we're going to be and uh, we'll, we'll have some physical copies of our season guide for anyone that's keen and uh, it'd be great to meet some listeners again. Unless it rains. <laughs> Unless it rains. Yeah, because we want the copies pristine for our supporters. Yeah, okay. So uh, all the social media contacts and everything I just read out, keep an eye on those. <laughs> <laughs> if it starts to piss down, we're probably not going to be there. <laughs> hey, you'll be happy. You'll be out of the sun. Don't I just sound so precious yes, after that? Yes, I'm glad you're self-aware enough to get to that. Well, yeah, Mr. MCC over there. Yeah. There's a reason There's a reason we got rid of that other side of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just missed standing room. I didn't think I'd ever say that. But it turns out when I was feeling my face burn up in the sun, <laughs> I very much missed standing room. Anyway, that's going to be it for the Hawk Talk podcast. Uh, we'll catch you on Easter Monday. Geelong, Hawthorne. It's going to be another classic, I'm sure. We are a happy team in Hawthorne.